I'd love to spend some time with any of the children that are here in the sanctuary. And if you're worshiping from home, just move a little closer to your screen and we'll have a special minute together. If you're in the sanctuary, you got to come around this way like these guys are doing. Thank you. Setting a good example. So we go all the way here and just have a seat up here. And I'll sit down in just a second to join you, but I want to make sure everybody can see me. Come on down. This is a very exciting day in the church. It's what we call the birthday of the church. Everybody loves a birthday, right? Well, come on down. Oh, so many people are here for the birthday party. Come on up and have a seat. So if you heard the story that Mr. Brandt just read, he talked about all the followers of Jesus were together in one place we find out in the Bible there were about 120 people. And when the Holy Spirit came upon them and filled them, they all started to speak in different languages. I kind of wonder what that sounded like. So we are going to ask these grown-ups out here to help us. And you all need to participate fully for the sake of these children, right? So I'm going to count down three, two, one. And when I say go, I'm going to ask all these grown-ups to say, my name is, say your name, I'm from, say the town you're from, and my favorite food is, so, when I, three, two, one, my name is Carol Cavan Dillon, I'm from Nashville, Tennessee, my favorite food is pizza burgers. Okay, I'm going to turn my mic off, we got to do this louder, one more time. Good job. That was kind of hard to understand though, wasn't it? It was a lot of noise. And on that day of Pentecost, it was so exciting because all of 120 people were talking about the amazing things that God had done. But you know what's even more amazing? There were people who listened. There were people who could hear what they were saying and understand what they were talking about. I think that's a miracle too. And it reminds me that one of the most important things we can do is to listen. And especially listen for God in our world. And listen to those people who want to teach us about love. So let's keep our ears open and our hearts open and let's pray together. Gracious God, thank you so much for this wonderful congregation who are willing to experiment and try new things to help us understand the stories in the Bible better. We thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit that does such amazing things and helps us to feel your love and understand your love and share your love. Help us to be good listeners. Help us always especially to listen for your love in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, if you're three, four, or five, you can go with Pastor Maggie and Pastor Brandon, great, to Children's Church. And if you're older than that, you can go back and sit with family or friends. We decided I better stand up here so I could see you all a little bit better. I love Pentecost. 
It's such an exciting story in the scriptures. It's such an exciting event to celebrate together in the life of the church. It gives us an opportunity uh, to have some visual uh, prompts that remind us of the power of the Holy Spirit. We have the symbols of the flames and the doves and all of these different ways that the Holy Spirit is conveyed to us in the scriptures. And we sing and we pray again and again, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. Just notice the different ways that we pray that prayer and sing that prayer in worship today. On that day of Pentecost, over 2,000 years ago, the followers of Jesus were gathered together in a room. And as Luke tells us at the beginning of Acts, there were about 120 of them. Jesus had told them after he ascended back into heaven to go there and wait. And sure enough, 50 days after he was raised from the dead, on the day of Pentecost, which was a Jewish festival, the Holy Spirit came pouring out upon all of them. And all of them were filled and began to speak in all the languages of the world. There are all sorts of miracles and wonders that are taking place in this moment. One of the powerful miracles is that these 120 people were suddenly speaking languages they'd never learned before. These 120 people were simple folk, uneducated, most likely illiterate Galileans. They would have been considered backwater folk by the city folk of Jerusalem. They were men and women, young and old. Some of them may have even been enslaved. We might have had among those folks, not just the 11 apostles of Jesus, and not just those women we know about who followed Jesus, Mary Magdalene and uh, Joanna and Mary, the mother of Jesus, but perhaps the, the woman Jesus had healed from her hemorrhage, Perhaps Zacchaeus was there, or maybe Bartimaeus, who'd been a blind beggar. A great diversity of people suddenly speaking with power and conviction about the great deeds of God. So that was one miracle that day. Another miracle is that of all the people there that day, it's Peter who stands up and begins to preach. Peter, who had told Jesus when he first met him, get away from me, Lord, I am a sinner. Peter, who was always impulsive and always the, the first to step out and get it wrong. Peter, who had denied Jesus three times the night he was arrested. And yet here he is, filled with the Holy Spirit and proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ to all of these thousands of strangers who were listening. But the miracle of this story that really drew my attention this time was the fact that with all of this noise and babble happening, there were people who listened. Even though this was a group of backwater, illiterate, mishmash, motley crew of folks, there were people who stopped and listened. Now, there were those who didn't listen. Luke tells us to some who saw this happening and said, man, those people are drunk on new wine. And they wrote them off. No way they could be saying anything of value, anything worth listening to. 
But for some reason, some perhaps work of the Holy Spirit, there were many who stopped and listened and they heard in a language that each one of them could understand about the miraculous works of God. What inspires me about this story is the miracle of listening. The power that comes when we listen. I have to wonder if I had been there that day, would I have been one of the ones who wrote them off? Because of who they were, or because of how they were acting, or there's no way that anything important could come from these folks? Nothing they can tell me. Or would I have been among those who stopped and heard the Holy Spirit, either through or in spite of the vessels the Spirit was speaking through? Am I a good listener? Would my ears have been burning on that day? As I think about this season in our life together as, as a world, <laughs> I'm not sure we see very many examples of good listening. We hear a lot of talking. Social media is designed for us to proclaim things. I'm going to go tweet something. I'm going to go post it on Facebook. I'm going to go post it on Instagram. I'm going to tell the world what I think. There's not a lot of space for listening in the social media community. We turn on news shows and programs and there are people who are, who are invited into a conversation and they're just talking at each other and there's nobody listening. And we look at the way our, our politics are unfolding and we see people getting into their camps and into their tribes. And I actually came up with a new word, although it, I'm sure someone else has thought of this, but our opinion polls, like the North Pole and the South Pole, how far they are from each other. You like that? I think I'm going to market that. Our opinion polls. And we get in our echo chambers and we don't want to hear a different opinion. We don't want to hear from those people over there and there's no way they have anything to tell us. I can't remember the last time I heard someone in that kind of format say, you have a point. Are we perhaps invited as the people of God to be better listeners? To be able to look beyond the vessel that may be delivering the message and to lean in and listen for the message. Because God has a habit of picking and working through the most unlikely people. From Jacob, who was a grasping, unlikable kind of guy, to Moses, who was a murderer with a speech impediment, to Ruth, who was a Moabite and a foreigner, to Jeremiah, who said, I can't speak, God, I'm way too young. To Isaiah, who said, I'm a man of unclean lips, you can't speak through me. To Mary, a poor, young, peasant woman with, who'd never stepped outside of Nazareth, most likely. God is constantly choosing unlikely, even unlikable vessels to speak God's word. And could it be that we are missing what God is trying to say to us and do among us because we refuse to listen to certain people or refuse to listen at all? 
I can tell you two little examples from my own life, just the ones that popped up in my mind as I was working on this sermon. Many of you know that my first sort of call to ministry came in my sophomore year of college. And the person who said the words was my roommate, who was an atheist and just could barely tolerate organized religion at all. And one day, through a conversation we were having, she looked at me and said, you know, I think you should be a minister. And thanks be to God, the Holy Spirit helped my heart resonate with that statement. A couple of seconds later, I laughed. <laughs> like, wow, you're saying that, but you don't even like the church. She's like, I know, but if there's going to be a church, then you should be in it. <laughs> like, okay, thanks, I guess. I don't know. What an unlikely vessel to be the first person through whom God would speak to call me into ministry. Another example is a little more recent. I went to a funeral for someone, this was a couple of years ago, and it was in a church um, being led by a denomination that's very different from the Methodist church. It's a denomination that would not ordain me as a woman. I loved this person, I loved the family, and of course I was gonna be at the service, but I sat down in the pew and just thought, oh boy, what's this gonna be? And lo and behold, if the pastor leading that service did not speak straight into my heart and straight into my life, words that I needed in that moment, he didn't know I needed it, but the Holy Spirit did. And if I had closed myself off, if I had closed my ears because of all of my biases, I would have missed the movement of the Spirit. So my friends, on this Pentecost Sunday, when we see all of the different kinds of people who are filled with the Holy Spirit and all speaking about the mighty works of God, let us remember that God can speak through us as unlikely and unworthy as we might feel, and God can speak through anyone. So let us keep our eyes and ears open. May we be good listeners in our world. May we have the courage and the groundedness in God's love to lean in and listen for the voice of God because we never know from whom that voice might come. Amen.